1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
0: Good Thursday morning,
2: the Thursday of Super Bowl week. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. A champion will be crowned Sunday night. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Mike Greenberg, who will be here in one hour and 15 minutes. Fellas, how was the night? And then I want to talk about a Super Bowl story that I think has made the cut, and I'm not talking about the Barber story. We'll get to that in a half hour. But there's an interesting story that has to make the cut here on Super Bowl week. We haven't, and I don't think anybody on any radio platform has discussed yet. More on that in one minute. What's going on?
3: Nothing. Just watched a little hoops last night. You, Jay? I, I, checked out the, I checked out the Pacers. I wanted to see what the – because Cash is – I know he's down in the, in the G League, but I wanted to just see what the Pacers was working with. Watched a little bit of that. Caught a little of the Suns game because I wanted to see Chris Paul and how he – you know, his transition from OKC over to, to Phoenix look. And that was pretty much it. Wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, I miss football. You know, when football's not on, it's just a, it's a, it's tough until I get going in the, deep in the basketball.
1: We had a, we had a pretty deep discussion last night because uh, I, you know, quarantining is interesting. And um, Key, I question for you. When you I have an answer, when, when, yes, you always have an answer. When you are done eating and you put your dishes in the sink, uh-huh. do where you wa- do you wash the dish off and then put it in the dishwasher, or do you just leave it in the sink? No, that's and nasty. Which one do you do? Because there, there's, ours there's off, two baby. common threads here. Some people leave it in the sink and wait until no, the end of the day gross. to do it. No, that, that's what I'm on.
3: No, that's nasty. That's what I'm,
1: I clean it right away, yeah. put it in the sink.
3: Yeah, I where- clean. I take the brush. We got the brush with the liquid in it. I clean yeah. it, rinse it off, then I stick it in the dishwasher. And then let the dishwasher wash it, or my kids do the same thing. And then they actually, their job is to, to load the dishwasher and take it out, dry it off, and stick it into the back into the cabinet.
1: That's what I would think. But what happens here in my home, they accumulate a little bit, and then it's like the end of the day. Y'all you're doing nasty, it. I'm like, See, man! I
3: can't. Y'all nasty. Can't.
1: No, it's. <sighs> This is what I deal with. It's okay. Sorry. What? 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 You you asked a question. I'm just I'm the one doing it. No, it's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. Complain. Y'all nasty over no. there in okay. the Williams I'm just, I'm, household. No, no, stop. Don't put out <laughs> stuff like I'm just asking a question for a friend. What Go you ahead, got, Zubin.
3: What you got about forty five <laughs> acres with a little house in the middle? You're the worst.
1: <laughs> how many people? Zubin, do you do the dishes right away? Well, here's do the do thing. Like I'm way work?
2: different than you guys. Because how many you got? You got three, about to be four people in your house, right? Yes. yes. You have, you have weighed more four, than that. Four,
3: four and two dogs. So, you, okay. I,
2: you know me with the pets. I don't think pets are people, but we'll, okay. You, so you, you, you know you <laughs> They're I, part of the family, Zubin. I can't, I can't go there with
3: I the don't pets. need I, I, Peter out in front of the studio. They are people. Just roll with it, Zubin. <laughs> okay. They are
2: people. Okay, yeah, I, I got you. I, I just, my thing with pets, not a pet guy. But I would say this. Getting that. Your dog for Christmas. <laughs> Believe me, the last thing we need is a protest out. It's too cold to be protesting outside, right? We'll we'll see you in the spring with your pickets on if you're angry at me. But it's one of those things where, for me, it's just me. So I can't really use the dishwasher because literally last night I'm eating dinner. We're 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 talking on the phone at six o'clock. Whatever we were talking. I have one plate, right? So I'm not going to use the dishwasher for one plate. But do like, you clean
1: the plate, or do you put it in the sink and just let it sit? No,
2: absolutely, got to clean it right away. I'm, I'm. A, if you came over to my house, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you probably wouldn't be surprised that like all the sweaters are in one line, like all the what? shirts are in one line, so like all the shoes are lined on, up. That's how we are. I'm a little OCD. No, I, I, I yeah. think you can say that's still right. No. Am, am know, I offending I'm, anybody I'm, by saying I'm, sorry?
3: I'm that way too. I like. Everything to be neat and clean. I don't like clutter. I no, but Jay, see the problem when you leave the dishes in the dishwasher. I mean, in the sink, and you don't clean them fully. Some of the stuff dries and it cakes on. Oh, oh that's And gross. it becomes very hard, the crusty stuff. Yeah, it's it's you you gotta you have to clean it.
1: No, I I understand. It's just it's what happens with help, You know, somebody helping our kid, and just a lot of stuff everywhere. I just I I start to lose. No, my mind. I I anyway.
3: understand. <sighs> you need to get some extra. People to help you if you know spend some of that money, man. Stop. You st- it got go a lot ahead, of interest Simmons. from Duke, I'm sure.
2: What I need is a dog, <laughs> and then the dog would do my dishes. <laughs> that'd be the only. That'd be the only way I'd, I'd have a dog in the house. But okay, so here we go. Uh, a dog in the fight. The Chiefs certainly have one because they have Patrick Mahomes. But let's let's just think about this for a second. This has not been brought up, but let's just think about this little timeline. And I want to get you guys thoughts on this, right? So here we go. You find out you're an NFL prospect and you find out a team wants to trade up for you. Wow, that feels good. Somebody actually wants me. They're willing to trade up for me. Then they're willing to say, not only are we going to trade up, but we want to trade up to draft you in the top 10. Now you got to be feeling even better. Then you're a quarterback. So you're like, wait a minute. I'm being traded up for to be drafted in the top 10 to be a quarterback, which automatically means I'm about to be the face of a franchise. You get to the franchise and you find out that, whoa, the franchise's head coach has made it work with every quarterback he's ever had, even better. And then you arrive at the franchise and the guy who you're gonna replace is like, hey kid, let me take you under my wing and show you how it goes. No Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. No Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Alex Smith is like, hey bro, I'll be getting my million dollar check in another zip code next year, no biggie. Let me, show you, let me show you how this goes, right? So all of those things key, have gone in Mahomes' favor. Trade-up, top 10, quarterback, great coach, friendly quarterback who you're about to supplant. You would think there would be no chip on Patrick Mahomes' shoulder. Everything has worked out great for him with this organization. But the reality is, if he's moving towards GOAT status, as we heard at the top, then being drafted 10th overall, and before we hit the first commercial break, I'll tell you the other nine guys that were drafted before him. If I'm trending toward GOAT status, being picked 10th is kind of an insult.
3: Well, I it's a lot of things when you or you think you're good and people pass over you. It, it, it hurts. Still top 10. Doesn't matter th- though. Cause there's people that went in front of me. There is the Mitch Trubisky's of the world that went in front of me. Him. Of course. Right. <laughs> I mean, he plays my position. He went in front of me, dude, ain't even close. What did y'all see that him that you guys didn't see in me? And so, You carry something with you your entire career and you just keep on chipping away at it. And in the end you're chasing Tom Brady because you want to be put into that conversation. Yeah. You can start the conversation now, Jay and say Patrick Mahomes is the greatest, one of the greatest. It could be the greatest, whatever. The reality of it is he's got a long ways to go in his career. Mm -hmm. We don't know where that's going to end. Right. The dude might go on and win 15 world Champion or Super Bowl championships. We don't know. But he's certainly headed in the right direction. The fact is that Tom Brady has been is so far out there that it's going to take a minute, both in statistics as well as accomplishments, to catch Tom Brady. You see, Key, I think Patrick Mahomes
1: is pissed all the time. <laughs> I think he is petty, and I am here for every second of it. I love it. I want it. Even Eric bien called him in a press conference. Well, in a lovable way, he's a competitive prick. Let me give you examples (laughs) of how he's a competitive prick, okay? When they play against the Bears, after he scores a touchdown, you saw him count on his fingers. One, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10. Oh, when NFL, when they came out with their NFL top 100, when they were playing against the Ravens and they had Lamar Jackson number one, and they had Patrick Mahomes, number four, he counted again. One, two, three, four. Almost as if, if, oh, this is your king? This is who you deem to be the best in the league? Okay, cool. Even what he does on Twitter, even like when uh, ESPN came out with a little graphic that said, hey, Josh Allen, one of the hottest quarterbacks, and his QBR is better than Patrick Mahomes, he put out an emoji of a yawning face. Like, this is who he is all the time. Yeah, that's great, though. I love that stuff. Same here. But it's funny how this whole narrative coming to the Super Bowl is how competitive Tom Brady is. And he's the he's the underdog and he always fights for it. And I'm sitting here saying we're calling the baby goat. We're calling this other guy who's a five hundred million dollar man. We're calling him a kid. And I know in the scheme of things, age-wise, he is a young adult compared to Tom Brady. But don't think for one second that all this stuff that he's hearing about Tom Brady isn't being used as motivation for him to come out and then start counting his own number of rings that he's going to start winning.
3: Well, everything from accomplishments and everything, he's the baby goat. I mean, that's just the reality of it right now. So this is about But Tom, you know
1: baby goats drink from bottles, man, with the pacifier. He ain't no I baby.
3: Mean, he's I, a, gro- he's a get, grown man. I hit get- that you don't like the condescending kind of nature at the the way he is being portrayed. I understand that part of it, right? That's we like, oh man, come on, seriously. But <laughs> but that's just what it is, though.
2: He'll be fine. Indeed. Real quick, the guys that were drafted. I'm just gonna reel them off real quick, the guys that were drafted ahead of Mahomes in that draft. Believe it or not, it was actually more than Trubisky. That's the only one you hear about with Key's caveat. Remember. Not every team needed a quarterback. Back in this draft, Philip Rivers was playing great. Cam Newton was playing great. Here we go. Miles Garrett, in order, Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, and John Ross. Those are the dudes.
1: So he remembers everybody's name.
4: Right.
3: Yeah, but a lot of everybody. Didn't, everybody didn't need QBs like you said, though. Right,
1: Philip Rivers. Like Cincinnati didn't
3: really need a quarterback. They wasn't ready to move on from Andy Dalton just it yet. Don't right. matter.
1: It don't matter what they needed. Key. It just feeds it. Keep feeding
3: them. Blake Bortles. Jets had Christian uh, Hackenberg. Christian <laughs> Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg. Oh, boy. they, they, Hackenberg. Don't, want to, oh, they don't want to move on from him. Blake, just yet. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Leonard Fournette can pair him with Blake Bortles, although they did make the AFC Championship game. (laughs) They
2: did. Yeah. They did. And uh, that's been the last high point in franchise history. On the way, Brett Favre is talking again. And wait till you hear who he has in his crosshairs.
1: Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade. The organizational disaster that that is, I mean, it's criminal. Unless Cal McNair, the owner now, can hot fire Cal McNair, not much is going to change.
4: This is Keyshawn J. Will and
0: Zubin. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
2: Chishon, hey, it's Jay Will, it's Zubin. It's presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> OK, Key, real quick, before we get to the words of Brett Favre, uh, the word bouquet apparently is uh, is your nemesis. <laughs> That's like your tie law. It's said bouquet. It, it,
3: it, it, I don't say that. Who says that? It is I a bouquet say, of flowers. We're we selling them. I get it. But <laughs> uh, flowers, man. Hey, baby, I got you some flowers. They on the table in there.
5: And then oh, Zubin, it was it. Really nice. the, the oh, words were, were actually
1: inviable bouquet. Yeah, <laughs> he just skipped over yeah, inviolable. He skipped over. He I, just said,
3: "Okay, uh, hey, <laughs> I understand that I have reads, but that's not how I speak. I'm sorry.
2: I don't, I don't speak like that." So speaking of speaking like that, this is Brett Favre speaking to Yahoo Sports Jeez. on Deshaun Watson. We know the story. The player empowerment. He's not happy. He wants to go. Favre not happy that Watson is speaking out.
3: I'm kind of old school. I think, you, you know, you, you play, you get you get paid a ton of money to do a certain job and just do it
5: and,
3: and let the chips fall where they may. Um, I think we make too much money to voice an opinion, but I'm not saying he's wrong. I, uh, again, I think it's a different day and time. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the, the organization Handles it. What? What? I get paid a lot of money to do a certain job, so you shouldn't say anything. That's Sounds very, like he's saying very fa- shut up and dribble. Very familiar to me. Shut up and dribble. Very familiar to me. I right, look, man. Brett Favre is interesting because Brett Favre has done things in his career and said things in his career and kept teams on the hook in his career. So I don't really get... Why he's saying what he's saying, Um, you know, Deshaun's going to do what Deshaun needs to do, regardless of the amount of money that you're paying him. That's the problem that we have. Just because you make a certain amount of money as an athlete, people automatically assume that you're supposed to be happy and say nothing and just be quiet and go in your little corner. That's the wrong mentality to even approach it with. So I don't really know what Brent is even talking about. Like what are you? What are you saying? Because you made a bunch of money, and once upon a time you was not happy with an organization, and you also held that same organization up when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So I, I don't, I don't get it though, Jay. I think Brett just should just one day just go. Shh. shh Sounds quiet. like he's
1: having too many cups of coffee with Laura Ingram. Um, but it, it's look, man, this is the pot calling the kettle black. You, you can't. You can't, the pie, you, you can't, why are you making that face? Go, man, don't worry about me. <laughs> it just, it, you can't sit there and hold an organization hostage the way Brett Favre held the Packers hostage and then sit here 10 plus, you know, 15 plus years later and be like, oh, I don't like the way Deshaun Watson's doing This is a new era. This is a new era. And I know you may not agree with it, but people were trying to have your back about player empowerment to you getting to a situation that you like you should be appreciative that maybe if somebody doesn't like the way their organization has been handling things, that they actually stand on their own two feet and utilize their voice to kind of speak up. I mean, not Deshaun Watson's voice, maybe more so David Mulgata, his agent's voices being utilized to speak up, but I'm okay with all that.
2: It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You have to think about it from this perspective, though. You could say whatever you want about Favre and holding organizations hostage every single year it's on a whim. I want to come back to the Packers. I don't. It's precluding our ability to draft people. Key's giving us the one foot in, the one foot out, the hot potato <laughs> reference, if you can see it here. But one thing that really makes this situation interesting is that I feel like this is not just sour grapes. This sort of feels like the idea that Brett Farb should be happy that the quarterback position that he helped evolve has helped all of these guys make untold riches just the way that Favre became a gunslinger because guys that came before him had that same image, right? So instead of sort of being on the same quote unquote team as a quarterback, I helped move this league forward. And now it's residually benefiting you, Deshaun Watson in terms of making more money, getting more shine. I almost think there should be a quarterback fraternity. There's only a small group of people together that have helped elevate this league. And they're both of them.
3: Well, there used to be. It, it's you think called, there's it, a was, divide it, there? Was, it was a quarterback. It was called the Quarterback Club. Okay. It used to be, when I played, there was a quarterback club, and there was only maybe four people outside of the quarterback club that was in it. Okay. Jerry Rice, Junior Seau, myself, and then maybe like Deion
2: Sanders. Okay, so like the mid-'90s, like yeah, 90s type. Yeah, but all the
3: team. quarterbacks had separated themselves from the NFL PA. Okay. And this was, this was that time when I was playing. And so – it was all about the marketing and all the different stuff off the field things, and there was only a handful of people that were in the quarterback club. But Brett Favre has always been different than the the typical quarterback. The, the you know the typical quarterback got to stand up tall. Hey, how you doing? You know the shirt and tie, go to the dinners. They, right. That was never Favre.
2: So but that added to his mystique and appeal. But
3: that and that's where he is now. He he's never he's never been a straight lace. I'm going to do it and say things by the book like all the rest of the quarterbacks. He just never was that way. You could go as far back as his playing days and look at his press conferences and some of the things that he said in those press conferences when he was at the height of his career under Mike Holmgren. He just, that's who Brett is. Right N- Now he's retired. He's speaking out a little bit more. And so I think it becomes a little bit of a shock to us. And as far as what Jay was saying, The player empowerment situation has been going on for a while. Now, is Brett Favre happy? Brett Favre made a ton of money. So I'm sure he's happy about where the quarterbacks are in terms of the money side of things. Where he made the mistake at is basically telling Deshaun Watson, to shut up and throw the football. I know and gotta, that's not
2: right. I know we got to run, but real the real quick thing about Favre is he's always been the everyman. If he was playing today, he wouldn't be posting his outfit on IG walking into the stadium. He'd be like, look at my Wranglers, right? That's because he had that everyman appeal. I don't appeal. wear Wranglers. He, he did. He famously did, if you ever watched football in the 90s. But the one thing I would say <laughs> is, I'm not saying this is right. I'm with you. I'm with Jay. I think players should be able to do whatever they want. They're human beings. But the everyman out there? Yeah. Does say, you know what? That's a lot of money, bro. You probably should just go through a full. No, but we not
3: but we not doing that though. It doesn't man. work like that. I am with you. I'm it just saying doesn't, the I get man. it. Like I understand exactly what you saying, Zubin. But Brett Favre shouldn't have said that. You don't say that. You do not say that. Especially 100%. 100%. in
2: sports. 100%. When you've been in that position before, you don't say it. No doubt. As I said, it's a quarterback club. They should be in lockstep together. A, I know separate. we
3: got to go to break, but whether, whether or not it's a quarterback club or not, you don't say things like that. I don't give a damn what nobody say.
2: I agree. You just don't. Brett Favre's made tens of millions of dollars, but can relate to a guy that's made tens of thousands of dollars a year. That's all I'm saying. Be that's quiet saying.
3: and play football and accept your money.
2: Right. All right, Jay. Fair and balanced. We report. You decide. We caught that one. All right. On the way, <laughs> Tom Brady. In New England, is it still cool to root for him this Sunday after he willingly left as a free agent? Key and Jay are on totally different ends of this. The goal was 45. The goal has now been stretched.
3: Tom Brady at 45, 46, 47 years old is not going to be that same guy at 30. He's not showing me any slowing down.
4: More from Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin
1: next.
2: Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. I don't want to make light of this because uh, it's very serious, but it was a close shave yesterday. Jeez. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, it's good. Close shave. I got it. The Chiefs barber testing positive for the coronavirus after a rapid test. Essentially, there was a bunch of Chiefs in line waiting to get the fresh cut before the Super Bowl.
3: At least you said barber, unlike Shefty, called him a hair cutter. (laughs) A a hair cutter? (laughs) Shefty kept calling the dude a hair cutter.
4: Yeah.
2: Not high enough to be a stylist, a hair cutter. We'll just call them. They went to the barber shop to go get their haircut, like normal people. Uh, but in line to get that haircut amongst 20 people was Patrick Mahomes. You can connect the dots. Sits in the chair. The guy cutting your hair has the coronavirus. And we kind of know at this point if that would have happened. And Mahomes would have tested positive. Chad Henney versus Tom Brady in Super Bowl 55. Can't wait for that. Thank goodness that is not wow. happening. Think about that. That's just 2021. You can't do anything. You just get something as simple as a haircut. Hey, let's just go get a haircut before the game. Fresh cut team picture on Saturday. All no, that, no, no, no.
3: All that excitement for nothing.
2: All that excitement for the Houston Cougars coming crashing down. They actually lost the AAC Player of the Year. Think about this, Jay. They lost the Player of the Year in the middle of the season, Caleb Mills, great player, to a transfer. They lose to the East Carolina Pirates yesterday, and St. John stuns number three Villanova. Three of the top five in the country nope. go down oh, in stunning fashion.
1: All I know, Zubin, two out of my final four are locks. I got Gonzaga and Baylor. They're my locks to be in the final four. I have no idea what else is going
3: to happen during March Madness. I T- saw Gonzaga play Villanova earlier in the year.
2: Yeah, totally agree. And by the way, to Jay's point, it could be the first time in NCAA history two undefeated teams play For the championship, both Gonzaga and Baylor zero in the loss column. If they can get to India on a Monday night, first ever undefeated matchup in the championship between two teams. Long way to go to get there. And of course, this is Black History Month, and on the Sports Center update every day, Black History always, which is an initiative by ESPN to keep this uh, month alive. Wave past February. Coach TD was on us our program yesterday. Tony Dungy on this date. About 13 years ago, became the first black head coach to win the Super Bowl when he defeated another African-American coach, Lovey Smith, standing on the other sideline. Great moment. Tony said on the podcast yesterday, if you could go download hour number four of our podcast yesterday, that there were any black assistants in the league when he broke in, never mind two head coaches. Think about how far they've come. He said ten, right? Eight, I think. Eight? He said eight assistant coaches when he got into the league and then two black guys meeting in the Super
3: Bowl. That was so wild because when I first got in the league and I had an opportunity to play against the Minnesota Vikings and I looked on the sideline to the late Denny Green staff, I could count on both hands and toes how many blacks was on his staff. It
2: was crazy. And this is another story for another day, and maybe we'll do it later in the month, but Denny Green, who has passed away, he was as important to a lot of black coaches as anyone because he would actively look for black coaches to put on the staff. Not to promote, not to get them in there, not in the pipeline. To put them right on the staff, he was a great Great man. Sports Center brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit, minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. He talked about playing to age forty-five and beyond.
1: I would definitely consider that. You never
5: know kind of when, you know, that moment is. And again, it has to be a hundred percent commitment from myself to keep doing it.
2: We know the deal. For 20 years, those words were spoken at a podium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Now, at least for the next year, maybe longer, if 45 is the site that they'll at least meet, it's all happening in Tampa for TB12. And a man that covered virtually his entire New England career, Mike Reese, our past reporter, joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike, I saw this stat the other day and it blew me away. Fellas, think about this when the Bucks played the Washington football team in the divisional round of the playoffs in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so this is the first round of the playoffs. Remember the Saturday night, Brady's first playoff game with the Bucs. More people in Boston watched that game than watched Week 16 ESPN's Monday Night Football, Bills versus their Patriots. Let that sink in mm. for a second. More people in Boston watching Brady and the Bucks, then watching their beloved Pats against the division rival with the only game in town on Monday Night Football. That being said, Mike, Key and Jay are on opposite sides of this. Where do New England fans stand on rooting for Brady? The anecdotal evidence you have being around everybody this Sunday.
5: Well, Zubin, I'm here, obviously, in New England, and I will tell you the majority are Tom Brady supporters. I would say um, you have to search pretty hard to find those who aren't pulling for him, and, and it's a result of 20 years of everything he gave the organization and, and took the fans on a magical ride that no one could have dreamed was even possible, and also how classy he's been in terms of transitioning out of New England. You know, there's been no shots fired at at any point. So uh, fans endeared to Tom Brady here in New England.
3: Mike, I'm a little disappointed in you because I was anticipating you would be standing in front of Gillette Stadium, <laughs> your fa- our favorite shot of you all the time when we talk about the Pats. But you're not, and I'll accept that today. Um, it, you know, it. I'm torn, right? I, I'm just... Type of guy when you when you think about someone that's been with an organization for so long and has done so much, he's mine. Like like Tom Brady, if I was a New England Patriot fan or part of the organization, like he's mine. Like we we been in this thing twenty years together, passion, I love you, we won, all of those sort of things. But to see you go to the dance with another girl, I have a different take and a different. Interest, right? I mean, but that's key, you are not at
1: the dance though right now. Right? I, I know the Pats I, are I not; at, they're not I, at the I dance. I they're not standing They're they're at home watching the dance no. on Zoom.
3: I, I get it. I understand. Okay. But with that being said, Mike, what what are some of your favorite memories of the Pat Super Bowls? Now that they're not even near it,
5: key, it's such a great question, and I will tell you. Uh, I mean, first of all, the the Malcolm Butler interception would would be in terms of the game. Would be at the top right there with the comeback from 28 to 3 down against the Falcons. But really, Key, and in terms of the Super Bowl, my favorite part of it would be I would just follow Tom throughout the week leading up to the game. And so we would have these marathon media sessions, 45 minutes, an hour, and I would just sort of wedge myself. You talk about standing outside of Gillette Stadium, that shot you love, Key. Like I would just be at Tom's podium. And one of my favorite moments would be, you know, when, when he would get emotional. And he had this reporter. Um, it was a kid reporter. With, he was on Trent Dilfer's shoulders. And he said, Tom, who's your hero? And Tom responded, like, with, with almost like his eyes moistening, he's my dad. You know, and it was this emotional, real moment leading up to a Super Bowl. So it was stuff like that where you saw the human side of Tom leading up to these Super Bowls, and just that time accumulated that you spend with him leading up to these games.
3: If the, Speaking of the Super Bowl, if the Pats are to get back to the Super Bowl, will Cam Newton be on that 53-man roster next year?
5: I would say right now, Key, I, I would look in a different direction. And I think part of that was the limitations they had in the passing game. I, I have to believe, and I sense this, They'd like to be better in that area, and they're sort of balancing two parts. One, they didn't necessarily put Cam in the best position to succeed as a passer because of the weapons around him. At the same time, I think they're going to look at quarterbacks that maybe they envision being a little bit more efficient in that area, and there's a lot of questions as to who that might be, but I sense that they're poking around some other options.
1: Mm-hmm. Mike, how, how challenging was the season ultimately for Bill Belichick?
5: Incredibly so, you know, I think, you know, for everyone with the COVID, but they had a lot of money tied up on the salary cap. It was sort of a transition year in that sense. And so right now, you know, you look forward, which he always does, and they have good salary cap space. Um, And the sense here that I'm getting is that they're going to be pretty aggressive to try to, you know, improve the talent on the roster because what was apparent I would think to Bill Belichick, and certainly to everyone watching the team, was that they have some notable holes that they need to fill.
1: So, what do we think at the QB position? Are we thinking, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe can come in? You draft a guy like Mac Jones? Are you thinking bringing Jimmy G back to the table? What do you think is the most viable option for them next year?
5: So, so much of it depends on other teams. Like you mentioned, Jimmy G, and, and that would be a great option for them because they had him here and they know what he's all about. But is San Francisco really going to move on from him? And, and they can't sort of wait around to, to see how that happens. They have the 15th overall pick in the draft. So, you know, Mac Jones, perhaps, if, if he's there, is an option they could consider. But I, I do think they're going to want to add a, a more experienced quarterback, whether they go that route or not, in the draft. So it's just sort of following the musical chairs, of quarterbacks around the NFL, like you look at a team like the Raiders uh, with Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Do they keep both those guys? Maybe Mariota's a guy that the Patriots would consider. Uh, Carson Wentz' discussion has been sort of uh, percolating in media circles the last couple days. Would the Eagles be willing to, to deal him sort of like the Rams did with Goff, you know, where they give up a pick just for someone to take on the salary? So all these scenarios are you know, possibilities, I guess you'd say, for the Patriots, but so much of it is contingent on what the other teams are thinking with these quarterbacks around the league. And then you mentioned Fitzpatrick, the free agents. I think any option like that is certainly more of a bridge to a longer-term option that they would ideally like.
3: Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, is joining us on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Mike, there's been, you know, you, you hear things out there and, it may not come from us at ESPN. It may come from other sources, so to speak, about trying to acquire a quarterback. I heard through a little birdie that Matthew Stafford did not want to be a New England Patriot in trade conversations. Now, whether that's true or not, do you think it's going to be very difficult to acquire a quarterback given the rich history of of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's connection and you are following a major legend and you have to live up to that, that people would just say quarterbacks and people, no, I don't want to do that. Matt Ryan, uh, Mariota, those guys, I I don't want to do that.
5: You know, Key, I I don't think it's that as much as that it's just hard to find a quarterback, okay? And I'm going to actually spin it a little differently I would be less worried about that for the Patriots than them getting a quarterback in here so they can get other players around the quarterback. So, for example, if you don't have your quarterback situation squared away at the start of free agency and you're going after some of these top targets like, let's say, a Hunter Henry, a tight end, or you know uh, Chris Godwin, if he makes it to the market, a receiver, that type of guy, Like those guys are going to want to know who's throwing them the football, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they're deciding between the Patriots and another team that has an established quarterback, I think it's less, more about like there's just not a lot of quarterbacks to go around, Keyshawn, you know. And Stafford, that's an interesting case. Like I think that's more individual to a player who played in an indoor stadium and was more inclined to go to the West Coast. I think that's less about the Patriots and more about that specific individual player than a bigger picture issue that the patriots themselves are facing.
3: Well, more more not necessarily the organization, more about following Tom, right? Like even though you've got a year away from Tom with Cam there, you're following a guy who went to 13 championships, 6 rings. Yes. I mean, that that legacy, everything you do is going to be compared to Tom Brady, whether it's right or wrong. So that's why I raised that question.
5: Yeah, it's a great question. And you played under the Parcells, Belichick, that whole regime. And I think the way they would answer the question is if someone doesn't want to come here because of that, we don't want them Mm. because it isn't going to be successful. Because you know how mentally tough you need to be to play in this type of program. Yep.
2: And the last thing I would say, just as the guy that never played, the the first thing I think is, hey, why not go there? Because there's no way anybody thinks you'll meet the expectation, so you might as well be able to play free and clear. That's how a non-athlete like me would think. I know you guys would always want to meet that level of expectation. Mike, there's no reason for you to be standing outside of Gillette Stadium. It's way too cold. Thanks for joining hey,
5: us. Hey, I today. need Enjoying. that shot, man. What's are you? <laughs> I'm going to drive out there. I feel like I let you down. I'm so sorry, Key. That's
2: Mike Reese, live, local, and late breaking. Mike, thank you very much. All right, Mike. Thanks, Thanks you a lot, good. Mike. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. Find quality candidates fast with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim a $75 credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go from A to Z. All right, back to the uh, hair cutter.
1: Hair cutter. Hair
3: cutter.
2: <laughs> Here's the ironic thing. Schefter has great hair. He's got unbelievable. He probably doesn't go to the hair cutter. He's got great
3: And then hair. Ryan Clark followed up by calling him a hair cutter
1: (laughs) he goes to the hair (laughs) stylist the
2: stylist come on fellas all right so we know the deal right you probably saw this story all over your phone and social media yesterday chiefs bunch of guys sitting there getting the fresh cut team picture right saturday day before the super bowl let's go turns out the barber has covid after a rapid test came back they rapidly got everybody else out of there connect the dots Mahomes was in line to get a haircut Damaris Smith, executive director of the NFL Players Association, on our show yesterday saying that, well, if Pat had sat in the chair, the Super Bowl would have been a dud because...
4: I don't see any scenario where we would agree with the league to move the Super Bowl. I mean, look, we've had a difficult season. You, we've had teams in Cleveland where I think J.C. Tretter, our union president, was breaking down film because they didn't have a coach. We, we saw the Denver Broncos head into a season. Um, without without you know a number of quarterbacks, I think it wouldn't be fair to the rigor and the discipline that we've insisted that players have this year um, to to move the Super Bowl. My hope um, and certainly everybody's hope is that our players will, will continue to double down, do the great job that they've done uh, all season and we'll get uh, this fantastic game kicked off on time.
3: Well, it didn't happen, but that would have been an interesting conversation the league would have had to have with the NFLPA and the NFLPA with the league if something like that would to take place of the biggest star in our sport.
2: Yeah, I love that uh, Tony Romo is a great broadcaster. I love how much he prepares. But how much information do you think he has on, all right, it's Chad Henney and Blaine Gabbert to decide Super Bowl 55. Those could be unsung heroes. We'll get to more of that in a second. Although if that gets to at that point, you never know. Okay. Ooh. Also yesterday, on the show, news-making day for KJZ. Sean Payton on the show. We all kind of know Drew Brees is going to probably hang it up sooner rather than later. He uh, Payton actually told Yahoo Sports it could happen here in a week or two. He told us this yesterday about Jameis Winston.
1: Jameis Winston. We know we had a year with him. He was fantastic as a leader. Man, he's got tremendous arm talent. He's a young prospect that we like a lot. You know, when when you have a player for a season, he's kind of giving you a chance to see what he's about. And, and there's a little bit of an audition there. But the same audition takes place for us. He's getting a chance to see, hey, this is how they do it here. Does, does this fit me? Does this head coach, does this position coach, is this a place I feel comfortable playing and so a lot of times people would say, well, why would you do that for a year? Man, that's invaluable for both sides.
3: It, it, it's, he's speaking the truth right there, Jay, when you talk about the audition for both sides. And they mm. he called him a young prospect. So right there, that tells me what Sean's thinking. And, and look, he didn't play him. And one of the reasons that he didn't play him is because he didn't want others to see him become a better quarterback and then all of a sudden – that plays into Jameis Winston's decision-making moving forward because he's a free agent, and you know how that goes. Somebody will throw a bag of money at him after five games, much like they've done in the past with other players that have played well in the National Football League for a short period of time.
1: I'm really excited to see if there has been a drastic improvement in the way that he is going to play this year upcoming, right? Because I I also then I, I wonder, okay, well, I see what Tom Brady is doing with Bruce Arians, and I see what Jameis Winston did with Bruce Arians. But I wonder how much better of a quarterback coach Sean Payton is than Bruce Arians, right? So, so, like, I, I want to see that evolution and where it can go.
3: You think about think about a short sample size of quarterbacks like Teddy Bridgewater that was put on display, cashed in with the Carolina Panthers. Think about Matt Flynn, small sample size in Green Bay, went to Seattle for big money. To Pete Carroll realized that dude can't play, and then you talk about a guy like. Kevin Cobb, uh, several years ago, corn on the cob, Mm -hmm. played great under Andy Reid, and the next thing you know, he goes to Arizona, they realize, can't play. So you don't want to put Jameis in that situation if you see him every single day and you know,
2: that guy right there, he's going to be special. Shh, don't say anything. The one thing, Jay, I would say, though, if you heard that uh, comment from Sean Payton, he kind of talked about him like, if I would have just closed my eyes and said, He was talking about Jameis Winston coming out of Florida State, right? He was talking about him like he was a college prospect, not a guy that's been in the league since 2015.
3: Well, that's why he said he's a young prospect. He's young. Prospect, right? (laughs) Well, because he's on the team. He's not playing. He's a young prospect for us. We got to understand him. He has to understand the way we do things. We, in our mind, as as fans, we see the 30 interceptions and however many fumbles. So the first thing we think of is he can't play. We also remember the negativity that he put himself in, whether it was the issue with the Uber driver, whether it was his issues at Florida State with the crab legs and the the young lady. We think of that. That's all self-inflicted, though, No, it is all (laughs) self-inflicted, but we think of those things. Sure. Sean and them aren't thinking of that right now because he's basically on their team. They only are looking at him spend the football. They're not paying attention to the 30 interceptions. They're paying attention to fixing – the 30 interceptions.
2: Yeah, I would also say, well, lastly, people mature in life. I think what happens is when those things happen with Winston, it's just like a scarlet letter that's never going away from him. Yes. But Winston has actually said, I'm engaged now. I'm settled down. I'm a different person. But for whatever reason, Jay, all we want to do is just continually bring those things up.
1: Well, because we only remember what you've done lately, right? And that's the last thing that we remember about him. But he hasn't, there's been nothing that's been said from Jameis Winston this entire year. I love that. That means he's going to work.
2: No question about it. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Our question of the morning. The unsung heroes for both teams. And one of them doesn't wear a jersey. He wears a suit, and you've never heard of him. That's next. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.